everybody, Larry Powell here. Welcome to HFL 80. That's right, 8-0. Today's guest is Tina Ting Helseth, the amazing Norwegian trumpet player who has just kind of taken the orchestral and solo world by storm. Very fortunate to get an interview with her. Of course, they were experiencing many of the same things we're experiencing here with lockdown, so it was a little bit easier to get an interview. Just a reminder, before we get into today's interview, if you could go to Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, please leave a rating and a comment. That will help the visibility of this podcast and help us grow. Now, here's Aaron to get us into today's episode. Continued interviews from Studio HFL are made possible through the support of Messina Covers, Eastman Music Company, Pickett Blackburn, S.E. Shires, and through the generosity of Patreon subscribers. Trumpet players can be kind of picky when it comes to cases, perhaps even more so than other brass instrumentalists. If you have an idea for a custom case, then Messina Covers has your solution for completely custom case designs, even down to crazy color schemes. Let's not forget about options for mouthpiece pouches, or pretty much anything you'd want to keep protected in a custom case. Check them out at MessinaCovers.net. If you're looking for excellence in trumpets, trombones, horns, and tubas, you need look no further than the Eastman Music Company and S.E. Shires. Eastman offers a complete line of brass instruments, from the beginner all the way up to the professional. And you know they're invested in creating a quality product when the legendary Doc Severinsen helped design Eastman's beginner trumpet model. You can find more information about the Eastman Music Company at EastmanWinds.com, and you can learn more about the S.E. Shires line of instruments at SEShires.com. Pickett Blackburn has established themselves as a top-tier resource for trumpet players. If you haven't had a chance to try any mouthpieces available through Pickett, you can check them out online at PicketBlackburn.com. And on the Blackburn side of Pickett Blackburn, it would be worth your while to check out their incredible line of trumpets endorsed by such great musicians as Vince DiMartino. Be sure to check them out at PicketBlackburn.com, and that's Pickett with two T's. And before today's interview, just a reminder that you too can be a financial supporter for this podcast by subscribing at patreon.com slash studiohfl. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash studiohfl. There are four tiers of support, and you can choose the one that best fits your budget. Your support will help offset the cost of production for this podcast and would be greatly appreciated please consider becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash studio HFL. And now, on to today's interview with your host, Larry Powell. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's afternoon where you are. It's afternoon here, but uh, no, it's my pleasure. So, Tina Helseth, welcome to my program. Thank you. I want to just start out by saying the first time I heard you, of course, was a YouTube video, and and I don't, don't even recall which one it was, but I've watched and listened to so many since then. And I was so grateful to have the resources to send my female students to YouTube to watch somebody other than an old white guy play trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Allison Balsam has helped and, and Kiku Collins and so many other, just everybody's terrific players. But I have become a real fan of yours, and my favorite, I think, so far is the Marietta's lead. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's I, absolutely one of my favorite songs. I um, think I might uh, have listened to that a thousand times. 
<laughs> me too. Not of me playing, but before mm -hmm. I, but before I chose it um, mm -hmm. for that album, I was yeah, it's really in love with that tune. It's a mm -hmm. very special one. Yeah, and beautifully played. But mm -hmm. so, what are you doing during these crazy times? This is such a different time for everybody. How are you navigating your way through this? It's it's very strange. I think in the beginning, so actually my last trip abroad for playing was actually the states in the end of february so just before so in the beginning of march everything shut down here in norway so my last trip was minneapolis with the minnesota orchestra and a recital as well so yeah so in the beginning it was more just it was so strange it was like what's going on everything is cancelled we have to norway has, has always been not Everything has been under, well, maybe not under control from the beginning, but it's mm -hmm. like now it's like normal, basically outside. It's like, well, we have to keep our distance and all of that, but they have the whole thing under control. I know. Thing from, from and it guys. makes me very sad to me see too. and hear, to see and hear how it's going over there with you guys. But and we're very fortunate here that we have very few cases and it seems to be mm -hmm. going okay which is good mm -hmm. but yeah working wise of course it's very strange it's hard to i found it really hard so for from march to the kind of beginning of june i had a couple of performances online but then it, it's not live anyway <laughs> it was live but <laughs> it's yes. not like with an audience so a, apart from that it was really hard to find motivation i'm very much a performer <laughs> Uh, and a musician that likes, I'm very much a musician that likes to perform. That's, if not the main reason, then almost the main mm -hmm. reason for me to play at all. When then, when I didn't have any goal or anything to really prepare for a long time, then I, it was, it was really hard to find a motivation to practice, to find something, you know, why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then I was fortunate in June part of the artistic, on the artistic uh, board, or what do you call it, for mm -hmm. this festival in Norway. We had the festival, of course, a very different version that we were supposed to, but um, so not that many in the audience and the distance thing and everything, yes. but at least playing for live audience, which was like amazing. It was, <laughs> I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I almost can't remember the last time performing was so much fun as then because it was just like, I was so hungry and the audience as well. It was just this very special thing. Yeah, and now I have my vacation and then so far it looks like the, the autumn is going to be quite full Good. of performing. Um, Good. So hopefully at least some you know, of that will happen. You're hungry as a musician to get back out yeah. on stage. But I think Absolutely. your audience is equally, everybody's ready. And the feeling it's going to, that we're going to have when we're ab actually able to connect with our audiences again is going to be fantastic. And, and I hope it comes sooner rather than later. Absolutely. But, yeah, I hope it for you guys as well over there that uh, they figure out something to make it work for you as well. <clears throat> there, because there we are, are a, for now, we're quite fortunate here. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, there are a lot of, I, I just don't get it. Not that I want to get political, but it just, it blows my mind that people want to argue about masks and things. Yeah. It's, look, if you just wear it, we could be done <laughs> with this way sooner than... It so. is. It's uh, People have different uh, 
agendas and different thinking about these things. But in my opinion, or here in, in Norway, we don't wear masks. We haven't done that, actually, okay. because they not from the beginning. Well, you could if you wanted to, but there was mm -hmm. no the way that they the thing that we had to do. It was more really distance and things were closed and stuff like that. But people did but, it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did it. it it's not, uh, I think, for at least for most of the people, I'm talking for me and the people that I know and the, the people I see outside. This is, it's, it's not politics. This is what we do for one another, like for yes. the people, for ourselves and the people around us. Yeah. yeah. You're not alone in the lack of motivation. Almost everybody I've I know. talked to, <laughs> from other superstars to Full, really full-time educators that I've talked to, it's everybody's in that same boat. It's why do I practice? I'm net, binging on Netflix doing it, but there are some that are taking on small projects. And of course you've seen all the online performances, which I think are brilliant that somebody's still putting content. Out yeah, there. yeah, no, absolutely. So the online things that you did, were those just, uh, just yourself or do you have an accompanist with you or i've done i've only done two sessions it's first it was with my band so it was a bit of everything that was just like in the beginning of march mm -hmm. all kinds of um, genres and then i've done one with pianist yeah mm -hmm. like so your band is that your 10-piece group that you're talking about no no that's not uh, no this is uh, more of a, an all types of genres band it's me and then it's guitar and double bass drums and piano yeah yeah so we do all types of whatever music uh we like mm -hmm. whatever so it is give me an example like what's <laughs> one of your favorite tunes to call up oh wow there are several but we do we do some classical stuff. Then I did with the pianist, do some kind of mm -hmm. normal, straightforward. And then we have more of the tango way. Mm -hmm. We have some jazz. And then I sing as well. And then we do some of my songs that are more like pop jazz-ish. And mm -hmm. then we do mm -hmm. more like progressive rock, cool mm -hmm. stuff. And then, yeah, a bit of, uh, yeah, Caribbean. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that group before, and of course, actually heard you and the uh, Ten Thing, Ten Ting, Ten Ting, yeah, Ten Ting Helseth. You were here in Indiana a few years ago. Yes, we were, and actually met you and one of your other, I think, the flugelhorn player after the concert. And oh, that's nice. I, I brought my studio up from the University of Indianapolis to I hear. I thought there was something familiar about your face, so that's why. Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. that was probably Ellen, my best friend. Yes. <laughs> Place that. And, but I tell you, that concert was just spectacular. Oh, thank you. The, of course, the choice of music is one thing, but the level of playing from you all was, well, it's what we expected. Yeah, it is. It's, they're it was, really great. We really enjoy. Mm -hmm. We have our, this year we actually have, uh, we were supposed to be on tour now. Actually, mm -hmm. right now around Europe. So this year we won't play together because yeah. we, this was our tour. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then next year we actually we're coming to the States again. Next, next terrific. Year. And and uh, Europe as well next summer. Yeah. So we try. We have our one or two tours a year. Mm -hmm. That is yeah what I can fit into my schedule, and then what they have their normal. 
mm-hmm. positions in orchestras and teaching mm-hmm. positions and yeah, freelance and stuff. So it's nice. It's very a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this group, uh, you all met in many different places, or all in at in school or different gigs. How did that group um, come together? It's a bit so basically, it started when I studied. I was together with the other three trumpet girls. We were in the same studio and we just thought the story is that we were listening to the string ensemble, string orchestra in school and they played some Vivaldi and Grieg and those kind of things at this Christmas concert that we have with, had with the whole school. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, we want to play that music as well. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, we can just start an ensemble. And then it was a bit like, we're only girls, so why don't we ask only girls because there are so many great female players on a very high level in Norway it's always been I mean when I started to play the trumpet it wasn't strange at all that I was a girl I had no Mm -hmm. idea that wasn't the most normal thing in the world (laughs) uh, playing the trumpet or the trombone or tuba or whatever but it was it's completely normal here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah then we just started we had our first concert on my 20th birthday Mm -hmm. so it's now uh 33 years ago soon? No. No, sorry, sorry. 20, no, 13, sorry. 13. <laughs> I'm turning 33. Uh, I'm well, turning 33. Case, you look great for your age. I'm, like, I look spectacular <laughs> for my age. No, it's... Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm turning 33. 13 years ago soon. So, and it was only meant to be like summer project or something, but then it was fun. So we, we asked some of the girls that we know, some we started with and some others. And then we just continued mm-hmm. to meet up now and again, play some concerts. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then got, then I took them with me internationally on tour as well. Yeah. So it's been really an incredible journey for the ensemble as well. Are you doing some of the arrangements or does the, do those come from within the group or how do you come to those? We actually have our own arranger and he's actually Jarle is his name, Jarle Storlöcken. And he's actually the, also the guitar player in my band. Yeah. And he's, he's then also practically married to then Elin, the flugelon player that you oh. met, my mm-hmm. best friend. So basically he's my family. Oh, kind of very like. nice. They're my people. But he's a magician. He is just amazing. So he does all our arrangements. So he's very much part of, he's very much been a part of how we have developed our sound. Mm-hmm. Mm. as an ensemble yeah and i can just suggest things i can say what i want and he does it mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm. really nice yeah you know one of the things I, I appreciated about your group was you could sound like an orchestral brass section but then as a chamber group with soloists and it's just it was nice to hear the when i when you think about the mahler that sound just coming at you or and it was just, it was beautiful. And the ability to, to go from one style to another is just, that was one of my yeah. favorite performances. Oh, that's great. Thank you. No, it's, it's, car. we want to have fun. And then of course, mm-hmm. to be able to do that, we also have to play on a very high level. So of course, that's part mm-hmm. of the thing as well. To be fun, it has to be also very good. <laughs> so yes. it's, it's that, yeah, I like that level of, yeah, how to do that way of thinking. Yeah. Yes. A little aside, I, I do remember from this concert that you played barefoot. Yes. The whole time. Is, yes. Is, do you do that with that group all the time? 
It's always. Yeah. Even, okay. I, I guess I haven't noticed that in some of the <laughs> other videos, but it just struck no, me. Yeah, yeah, no, I always play barefoot. I didn't when I started my career. Then I still were wearing my high heels. But then I don't remember the exact kind of when it happened mm -hmm. for real. But I think yeah, some performances I did, I just also with orchestra, I remember playing two concertos. And then after the first concerto, when I uh, came off stage, I took off my shoes and I went on again, play without for the next one because I was, I, yeah. <laughs> and then I just realized, okay, let's just skip the whole shoe. Mm -hmm shoes thing and it's actually it's very comfortable of course if it's freezing then yeah. i will wear my ballerina very flat mm -hmm. shoes mm -hmm. but then it's yeah it's very comfortable it's very grounding and i feel like ready to i don't know ready for everything it makes me more relaxed and another positive thing is that i have more room in my suitcase because <laughs> shoes take up space so actually, yeah, no, but it's it's very comfortable. I'm mm -hmm. used to it now, so it's, yeah, it's what I do. You you could sell it as uh, this is the way that I get in tune with the earth, and I'm able to channel. But I get it; it's yeah. a comfortable thing. It um, is, yeah, no, but I for those who who it is in a way. I'm not that kind of. I I have my yoga periods, but it usually it's the same mm -hmm. as exercising. They it's only mm -hmm. like short amount of time I get into it, and then it's like in the beginning of this corona. When it started, because my husband is also a musician, he's mm -hmm. he has a steady job in the military band here in Oslo, but they, of course, didn't work either. Mm -hmm. uh, so suddenly we were like, what to do during the whole day? How much PlayStation? How much Netflix? How much Nintendo? How much knitting? You know, like, what can you do? So we were like, okay, we're going to eat healthy. We're going to walk or run every day. And I'm going to do my yoga. And we, got, we, were, we started like this. Of course, then it's just... You know, it goes down. So now it's just, we're just lazy now. Yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yoga connected to sure. the, it's something, mm. it's something there that no matter how spiritual you are, it's, it is very, it's, it's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's take a little bit of a left turn. What made you decide, I want to be a soloist? How did you get to that point? It's, I, th I think the, the main reason is because I, I thought it very early on. If you ask my childhood friends, they all knew that I was going to play the trumpet when I grew up. I started playing when I was just before I turned seven. Mm -hmm. I'm the first professional musician in the family. Mm -hmm. So it's, but my mom plays the trumpet or played, she doesn't play that much anymore, but mm -hmm. she played the trumpet. And my mom and dad, they played in this ensemble that, yeah. yeah. His dad was a conductor, and so when I was a kid and they went on tour and stuff, then it was this amateur band, but it was very mm -hmm. high level. Then I went with them, so I knew him. I saw him as a kid to play with for him as a, a birthday present when I was nine or ten or something. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that there was actually something like a profession <laughs> to be a trumpet <laughs> soloist. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I said that very early on, but mm -hmm. I can't remember not wanting to, to be mm. that. But of course, I was very naive. I had no idea it would be <laughs> as hard as it has been and as it is. Mm. It's this, the journey. I had no idea, luckily. <laughs> so what, what is hard about it? What's the difficulty that you perceive? 
Like now or just or in general? The, the whole... Uh, that whole journey. You say you didn't realize it was as hard it was as it is. Is it the travel or the preparation or a combination? It's everything. Of, yeah. It's everything. Of course, it, it, it was my biggest dream. It was like, and it was incredible. I just had this goal. I was, this is, and I had this feeling inside that it's going to be okay. This is what you're going to do. This is your calling or whatever. This is what you're going to do. So I always had that kind of positive attitude. You know, when I was, when I was, when I was very young, I was very talented. I didn't know it. Like I knew it, but then not really because my, my first teacher, she was, it was brilliant because so she was, or she still is a trumpet Mm -hmm. player at the opera orchestra here in Oslo. And because my mom knew her and there was not an option for me playing for my mom and I would never work you don't listen to your parents but, but then she got her friend like okay maybe she can play for you uh, so she was my first teacher and she never she didn't tell me how talented I actually was which was perfect mm-hmm. because I discovered it myself like when I suddenly I won some competitions and stuff and I was I knew I was because I better than some of the others in the band because I got you know to play the solos and all of those things but I really I'm so grateful for her actually Mm -hmm. because you see so many cases of young kids and 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 really being told from a very early age that you're very talented and I fear then that a lot of them continue to play and continue to push themselves not necessarily because they want to but because they think Uh, that they have to because of the people around them and then people mm -hmm. will like me and people with this is Mm -hmm. suddenly you don't know your agenda who you're doing it for Mm -hmm. so i really got to like experiencing have some of those experiences on my own suddenly oh i'm actually very talented compared to other people my age okay so of course but then you also realize at some point that talent is great but it doesn't take you that far basically mm-hmm. and you need talent for a lot of different things not just the playing the musicality you know your voice of course that's the main your identity as a musician there needs to be something there that you can develop mm-hmm. but then it's the technical aspect and then it's practicing how to practice mm-hmm. how to focus how to try and make good choices how to try and stay connected to the rest of the world mm-hmm. <laughs> how to you know be with others do the whole just yeah it's mm-hmm. there's so many aspects to it like your talent doesn't work anymore yeah it's hard work and a lot of uh, sacrifice I, I don't know if i mm-hmm. saw it so much as a sacrifice because this is what i wanted to do yeah it's all i did sacrifice a lot of stuff but it didn't feel like that at the time yeah, and then it's just to, so when I had my kind of international breakthrough when I was 18 or something, 18, 19, mm. then of course suddenly you're thrown into this world where you have to be a Finnish a musician, like a grown-up. And I wasn't, <laughs> but then I felt, of course, very grown-up, but I know now that, oh my God, I was just a child. My sister is 20 now. She's just a baby. So it's, no, so it's, yeah, it's just being part of that journey and suddenly traveling and suddenly really have to be in the top of your game all mm-hmm. the time and just uh, be like trying to keep the focus on who you are. And uh, did you have people that were helping you with this? You're not navigating all of this by yourself, but you, no, is no. it family or 
a teacher or just a great friend that's helping you get through this? Yeah, it's a bit of everything, basically. Of course, my family and first and foremost, my teacher. I've had two teachers in my life. First, it was Heidi, and then she passed me on to her professor, her kind of old professor, but very Norwegian name, Arnulf Naur Nils. He was the <laughs> uh, co-principal in the Oslo field. He's retired now, but so, yeah, when I was 14, I started having lessons with him, and then he was like my like my second dad you know still is like he was just really there as a very important person in my life and then of course when you have when i was 18 then i have manager and those kind of things as well so there are good friends so i had people around me that tried to keep me grounded and keep it real for me yeah absolutely and help me navigate i've been very fortunate with when like for the professional life i've been very fortunate good people that wanted just wanted good things mm-hmm. for me yeah mm-hmm. how has your voice both vocally i'm thinking trumpet wise how has that changed do you think from when you first started uh, performing to now i mean it and i'm guessing too the repertoire maybe did you start with all the traditional things and evolve into some of the the song cycles and other things and there's a lot of questions in there yeah no but they connected so it's all of course i sound i think i sound the same and not the same at all at the same time (laughs) of course my personality me i'm the same as i was then but it's a different (laughs) life it's a life ago (laughs) there's so much happening from your 18 it's yeah my god there it's such a like for everyone it's, it's a journey you know like just becoming a person becoming mm-hmm. trying to navigate the grown-up world and the, just finding your way finding <laughs> yourself mm-hmm. in the middle in the middle of it all so yeah so i have the same it's the same language but it's, it's very different than it was in the beginning mm-hmm. because of things you experience basically mm-hmm. in life and in, in normal life there is so much more in life than playing mm-hmm. the trumpet so it's what happens around just that really makes you evolve Mm-hmm. Um, as a musician as well and yeah in the beginning I, I started out with yeah I guess you could say a lot of the things I did in the beginning was more standard stuff mm-hmm. yeah my first recording was Haydn and Hummel Some it's like everybody like, has to do that first right everybody yeah well, the thing that. is that a lot of people were like you can't do that first you have to be grown up you have to like experience <laughs> stuff and I was like no I, and and luckily the, the record label they agreed this is this is something I really feel like I have already then. I was 19 or something, 19, mm-hmm. 20. I feel like I have my identity here. So it's, I, this is what I want to record first. Mm-hmm. Just, this is me. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. So I know it's the standard mm-hmm. concertos, but this is what I love playing. And I really mm-hmm. feel like I can show off who I am. And it is good music. The Haydn and the right. Hummel are beautiful. Absolutely. There's, there's, a, there's no reason not to record them. Absolutely. So it's now I'm, yeah, I'm guessing now and the older I get and the, the, the more adventurous I, I become and, and also the more adventurous I allow myself to be. It's, I don't want to just do the same all mm-hmm. the time because mm-hmm. this is, it's my life. So I want to be able to try and, and, and shape 
my job. Well, here we are in the middle of today's interview. Just a reminder that support for this podcast comes from Messina Covers, who has you covered, literally, for all of your custom case needs. The Eastman Music Company, providing excellence from the professional model to the beginner model. And of course, Pickett Blackburn, providing you with a multitude of options for mouthpieces and trumpets. Now, back to the interview. It's my life. So I want to be able to try and, and, and shape my job. I, I look at you and I see that, and I see that with Allison, and I see it with Sergey. And uh, Sergey is like my hero of heroes. It's He's just... amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's just such a nice person as well. I, well, I got a chance to interview him in person last year. Cool. And it's like talking to a friend. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just, amazing. he's wonderful. But yeah. all of you have, I think, given, uh, I, I, I say it this way, it's like you've given the trumpet world permission to play things other than the Haydn, the Hummel, the Gedeke, or the Neruda. It's, yeah. you can take, who's the composer for Marietta's lead? Korngold. Korngold. Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten. So even a 20th century composer, but you can leave the trumpet world and there's so much beautiful music yet to be explored Absolutely. on trumpet yeah yeah. and why not it doesn't have to be jolive and all of those which are great but my voice i think is easier because i i identify more with the phrasing of those vocal pieces than i do with things written for trumpet it yeah, doesn't I mean, make sense Absolutely. There is so much amazing music that works really well for the trumpet. You need to have the right approach to it. Mm -hmm. I love playing vocal music. I do, the, I do it all the time. Basically also because it's like the soprano range is absolutely perfect for the trumpet. And yeah, there's just so much, especially from the romantic period that we have nothing original for trumpet. <laughs> there's yeah, so many great things. And, but it's a different way of thinking that also yeah, a different approach because you, you play music that normally they have another dimension with the words. And some composers really, it's very connected to the lyrics and mm -hmm. to the meaning and to the, like every single word, the way it's written and the phrasing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then other composers, the music just also stands very easily on its own mm -hmm. without the text. So, so those are like different approaches and then you can I can think, okay, but this won't work that well. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful song, but it won't, it won't be the same without the words. Right. Then I do something else. And it's also, well, I tell, I teach a bit here in Oslo and I tell the students as well that, and also in master classes and stuff that just please just really just be hungry. Just <laughs> delve into this uh, like eternal source. No, what is it called? Like infinite. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Source of just, great music and because it's also the approach is how to, how to say that it's I find it, it's so much freedom in that music because I can thinking like a singer I can it's a different way of, of shaping a phrase is a different way of shaping a note so yeah I feel very free when I play well and that's like, and that's what I hear it's where the commas are, that not every syllable is a two. It's there are hard consonants, there are soft consonants, there are blends, there are diphthongs, there are all these things that we do as a, as a just even speaking. Absolutely. And the way we, in, we inflect 
on certain things. And I hear that come through. And I had a student, again, going back to the corn gold, a student comment, but listen to the way she's walking. And I'm like, yeah, she's phrasing it like a singer. Yeah. And I think that's really, I'm getting excited about thinking about this now. It's <laughs> I want to go practice now because this is how, what I've come to love about playing is it's not just this trumpet approach to everything. It's really trying to now find this way to communicate on trumpet like we're singing, truly singing it. And it's, it's absolutely how I think as well. It's, it's how I have come to this. It's how I have to play mm. also with everything else now. It's my, it's, and that I've, I've realized and I have acknowledged that my way of playing is for me to be happy with performing and feeling like I mm. get to do feel like not necessarily be satisfied with the playing but satis the satisfaction no satisfaction yeah, oh, yeah of just like of playing mm -hmm, performing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then i need to play without a safety net i need to just play and like just give everything and the way that i and that's very much gotten out of the whole playing vocal music thing and then i need to just let go of the whole I don't care if I play wrong, if, if I don't have a clear attack or if, I, if something happens or mm -hmm. that's just, if I've given everything and maybe it went not the way I'd hoped, things happen, but <laughs> if I just sometimes, okay, now it was, today it was maybe more than what I'd hoped for, but then it's okay, but did you have the right mm -hmm. attitude? And then if I did, then it's okay, but then I'm happy because this is how I play. This is how I have to play. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if I try to be like, I get perfect. restrained or because there is no such thing as perfect. What is that? Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. It's so boring. Oh, oh. my God. It's, it's not a thing. Perfect. It's and, and it needs to be imperfect. I've, I've heard that they say that the reason for if you care for a person or you're in love or you love a person, it's mm -hmm. not because of what is is perfect about him not at all it's the imperfection it's the small things mm. that are it's why we instantly feel this connection to or this love for a baby for instance because they mm. know nothing like it's and it's the same with playing like it's if it's uh perfect then then it's cold then it's it's not something that it doesn't feel human it doesn't mm -hmm. feel you know we need the flaws and we need the the personalities and, and yeah, it's just, for me, that's just how it has to be like that. I'm and I think audiences know this, right? And and they understand if, and and if they see and hear that you're giving 100% and you miss a note, so what? Yeah. Because the other 99,000 notes that you're playing are, were beautiful. And people don't want this kind of, we want to feel connected to someone of course we can admire them when we can look up to them we respect them but we also want to be or i want the audience to be on my level i don't want to be this goddess thing that does something i know i i want to be there on the same um level and then it's just showing mm -hmm. it's it's a way of just opening up or just this is me <laughs> take it or leave it mm -hmm. this is yeah yeah who do you enjoy listening to these days? Mm. And it doesn't have to be just trumpet players. I very rarely listen to trumpet players, I have to say. <laughs> Actually, these days, it's been quite quiet because I think sometimes I just 
we needed to be quiet at home since we were both musicians, then it's sometimes nice to just mm-hmm. listen to all types of music. What did I listen to last? Probably some kind of taco the other night, and then it was, we put on a whole like Latin, and then it was everything. <laughs> so it's a lot like that. I do listen to classical music, of course, but, mm-hmm. and I do have my favorites, favorite performers, and I listen a lot to some violinists and, and singers and mm-hmm. orchestral music pianist but i listen also a lot to pop and mm-hmm. rock and jazz and yeah so I'm, I'm just thinking a lot of people stereotype still everything everywhere yeah. and they think oh norway so all you have to listen to is grieg and, i think it's incredible but, but he's it's good it's going to be very boring if you <laughs> want to listen to that but yeah but it's it's i think it's silly because there are so many great composers and Absolutely. it's not like that's the only thing to listen to. I worked on a cruise ship for, I don't know how many years ago, four or five years ago, I did a summer and cool. spent three weeks in Norway. Oh, that's nice. Where did you go? Um, Stavanger, Andalsnes, Trondheim. Yeah. Did you go further north as well? Uh, or? Yes, but I can't remember all the places Maybe up now. to Buda, Lofoten. I don't remember, but here's no. what I remember is, yes. I think my true homeland is Norway. <laughs> See, I'm serious. I stepped off the ship the first time and I felt like I was home. Everything, the beauty of the, the country, but there was truly this feeling like, I think I may be Norwegian <laughs> some generation back. I may have Norwegian blood in me somewhere it just had that feeling that connection but it was gorgeous i enjoyed my time there so much it's very beautiful i live in oslo it's, it's my hometown it's where mm-hmm. i grew up it's a very small nice capital it's very cozy mm-hmm. the more i traveled abroad the more i love it here <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but i noticed that the cities had uh, even the smaller towns also had orchestras it's you know it's we have I don't know how many professional orchestras we have, but then we have semi-professionals and we have also five professional army bands, so wind bands, and yeah, so there are actually quite a lot going on. Of course, it's also what is special about Norway is, of course, also the nature on the West Coast. My husband is from Bergen, so it's amazing. Oh, that's another place, yes. Yeah, Uh, and then up north is something very different again. I mean, Norway is extremely long. It's a very long country, so only like how many people are we now five something five and a half million people <laughs> and you mentioned very long. <laughs> minnesota earlier i think our, one of the tour guides said i think there are more norwegians living in minnesota than there than are in norway than probably. in norway some <laughs> of the most norwegian people i've ever met that's in the states it's incredible i love it if i'm norwegian it's oh cool yeah my grandmother <laughs> no my great grandmother whatever nice mm-hmm. it's just Amazing. I, I, I love it. I really do. This kind of love for like heritage and trying to find out where you mm-hmm. come from. Of course, that's like being a land where everyone comes from somewhere. I just, I really love that. So there are a lot of Norwegians at <laughs> <laughs> some places in the States, which is wonderful. Maybe you're secretly trying to take over the United States, right? It's Who, like, knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and I might wish that you did at some point. <laughs> It might fix things here. Well, let's cross fingers for <laughs> for uh, yeah. better times to come. <laughs> yes. So you've got some things on the calendar in, in the fall. Are those solo appearances and team ensemble or 
the band it's or just a combination solo. of everything? Uh, no, it's basically just it's uh, <clears throat> it's all solo. This is autumn. Yeah, Germany, uh, Norway, Scandinavia, with different orchestras and stuff. And then hopefully there will be. Unfortunately, I was supposed to. I was supposed to to be in states twice this spring. Mm -hmm. uh, like after I was supposed to be there twice in New York and everything. I was supposed to play in Carnegie Hall <laughs> in the mm -hmm. beginning of June, which was. <laughs> Yeah, but it is what it is, and it's supposed to be there next spring as well, but that's cancelled, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, hopefully a lot of the things next spring are also happening, and then as for the States then, I hope that when next autumn comes, mm -hmm. that maybe things are a little bit more back to normal and that I get mm -hmm. to go back. But we just have to take this as a, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You have to just be part of the journey, unfortunately, and see what yeah. uh, which comes out of it in the end. Which I, I also think a lot of, of spoken to a lot of colleagues, and it's for a lot of people, it's it's also just a break that has been really healthy mm. and very good, like and a different perspective, mm -hmm. a little bit of mm -hmm. just like. So I, I I hope that out of every crisis there is always positive things mm -hmm. afterwards as well. So I'm hoping that we will see that. Yeah. Um, Byron Stripling, jazz trumpeter. I don't know if Byron, but yeah. he said in an interview, we have such a responsibility as musicians. We have such a responsibility to really deliver when this is all over, because he said the world needs us right now as performers. Okay. And I, I look at that as a challenge and I'm thinking, yes, so I'm going to do my part when we get Good. through this to come out. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to have to make sure my chops get back in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I look at that as he's right, because again, people are going to be so ready to uh, enter the concert hall or an outdoor venue, whatever that may have to be. And of course, musicians are going to be ready to, to go again. Yeah. And so I, I, he didn't make that as a, I think he did mean it as a challenge, but, and that's how I'm going to take it is, okay, we're going to, oh, we've got to do this. It's important since we've started concerts here in Norway already, but with few people in the audience and those kind of things, it's the, it's absolutely the atmosphere. I think in the, for instance, for this festival that I did in June, we were, when we like decided, no, we're going ahead just changing the whole program only Norwegian artists of course it's gonna be we're not gonna earn any money but the sponsors were in like they were like okay just go for it we don't care how much money you lose <laughs> this is just we're gonna do this this is important for everyone and also for the musicians basically because people need to live and eat and all of that so it's it's we were maybe in the beginning we were a bit concerned that maybe audiences didn't want to come if they were afraid or, or mm -hmm. like they of this and also it's not everyone knows is that classical audiences are often a lot of old people like it's all of them but it also a lot of old mm -hmm. people but every concert was sold out and and mm -hmm. people were just like they were just yeah hungry mm -hmm. they were just like so happy and like they fortunate they felt like this was a gift they were just they felt mm -hmm. and, and and it was also then i think they also felt like that because 
we made sure that it felt very safe, that mm -hmm. everything was as it should be, and the distance, and showing people where to sit and what to do, and mm -hmm. because that's important for, mm -hmm. for them to feel comfortable and feel like this is it's nice but yeah it really makes you think that online performances is great it's amazing i love that people are doing it i'm doing it as well a bit and like sharing videos perfect but it will never be the same and thank god for that <laughs> it's like but it's we important need the live yeah it's really important but and and but i'm also so happy to know that that people they don't want to just experiencing everything from their living room. They want mm -hmm. to get out. They want to experiencing something together with other people in the room. They want mm -hmm. to, they want to be there, which is something that I think is getting very, that people realize now very strongly that we need this as a, just a society. I'm also just being, I want to get out there. I want to mm -hmm. go to the cinema. <laughs> like I want to, not only the concerts or the theaters, but I, I, I want to be around people. So it's, but yeah, back to the whole responsibility and challenge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now it's it's time for us to pay back. Let's show what we're doing and right. and why we're doing it, basically. Yeah. It, it makes me think about the performance aspect. Do you, when you're on stage, do you like to, make uh, eye contact do you like to connect with your audience or and i know some people are they don't like to break down that fourth wall right uh, no i i need to no i need to be a part of uh if i do a full recital for instance i always talk you know mm -hmm. hello and also of course if i play with orchestra as well i talk before the encore or if there is a reason for me, I'm, I'm happy to talk. I like the boundary or the kind of, yeah, the wall, whatever, between me and the mm -hmm. audience. And suddenly, oh, yeah, she's a normal person. She can talk. Mm -hmm. I like that. And also that's when I feel safe. That's when mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like I can perform of my best is, is if I like... If we're on the same team, the audience and mm -hmm. I. So yeah, but of course, if I if I play something extremely demanding, then I need to look at my score. I can't look at the audience, yeah. but I'm, <laughs> but they are there, and I, yeah. I absolutely acknowledge they are an essential part of their everything to a performance mm -hmm. and a concert. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So speaking of demanding, is there something on your stand? I'm, I'm trying to see what's back well, right there. Right now, but... it's an iPad. And, back, ah. and and because most of my music is in, on this iPad, and in the back, I think it's the Goldman right now. Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of thing. It's like music all over here. We have mm -hmm. our walk-in closet also shares as a as a practice room. <laughs> <laughs> so it's we have quite a small apartment here in Oslo. It's beautiful, but it's mm -hmm. so this is the best place to, mm -hmm. to practice. Mm -hmm. My husband can practice at work, but yeah, he's also a trumpet yeah. player. So there are a lot of trumpets, trumpet cases and trumpet music around. Yeah. Yeah. I think the difficulty and one of my other favorites that you did uh, was it Summerholder or no, Summerfelt, the advertimento. Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> it's a great piece. Yes, really, and I everyone it. should everyone should play it. It's difficult, yeah. But, but it's but then again, it's not everything. It's worth it, and you can play in different tempos and everything. So it's but it's it's actually a really nice piece. Yeah, 
So you just said I can play it slower, right? Yes, that you gave me permission Absolutely. to play. Absolutely. It's nice. But on a serious note, I always think that one should always, of course, we have a goal, we aim for how we want it to sound and how we want it to be. But part of our journey is also to acknowledge where we are mm. and what we can do and what will work. So it's all about phrase and mute play musically in a way that doesn't show off not your weaknesses but like mm -hmm. we, we you have to play in a way that works that you can play and that you can so i always say that if you phrase for you organically mm -hmm. then you can do whatever mm -hmm. almost to mm -hmm. a certain extent don't play uh, that long notes at high long notes longer than you can just phrase in a way so you play it so it right. seems the most natural thing in the world that it should mm -hmm. be that long or whatever short <laughs> as you want it to be. Right. Yes, the composer, it's a lot of things written in the score. And of course, you should do that. <laughs> but then it should also, <laughs> you should, but it should also yes. work. So it's, mm. it's live music. Is it music on the page or is it music when you play it? It's that whole mm -hmm. uh, philosophical thing as well. And it's just at the end of the day, it's just do what feels good and what feels natural for you and so mm -hmm. play something uh, I, I say that to the students just play it a bit slower and then of course your goal can be that in a month or in two years you can play mm -hmm. this as fast as you maybe hear mm -hmm. it in your head but you can't now so don't it's a journey <laughs> it's and it sounds much better if you just play it a bit slower because then it actually sounds brilliant and, and it sounds very convincing but if you try to play it faster then it just sounds like you can't mm -hmm. so it's yeah coming out of the hole just play it slower if you want yes. to. yes <laughs> hearing you talk about that we'll either try to arrange to do this i want to have you do a master class either online <laughs> or when you get to the states i've got to try to find a way to get you here to indianapolis but yeah i think my students would love to hear from you that's i would just, love to i mean yeah, yeah. master class like in person is much better than but yeah. talks and stuff i've done some of those i'm doing one next week as well mm -hmm. doing like a talking session interviewish. I like that. Mm -hmm. It's very nice to meet people and meet students online like this. And it's also very relaxed. I'm here in my walk-in closet back home. It's very nice. It's then we absolutely meet on a very casual level, which yeah. is just great, I think. Yeah. I want to wrap up here, but I want to ask you, Studio HFL, the name of the, the show here. Yep. What does the HFL stand for? You're asking me? Yes. What it stands for? You got to think like a trumpet player. Oh, I got to think. Tell me if I can do that. Think like a trumpet player. You have to ask me. You have to give me a little bit more to go on. Higher. Higher? Like? HFL. Higher, faster. Louder. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now okay. you got so, me. And a few months ago, I actually changed it to Hear From Legends. That's and nice. I think that's in Legends in the Making, which I think you fit the bill already in both on both oh, of those. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And you say you're almost 33. You have a birthday coming up? Yes. August, oh. middle of August. Okay, that's my so, birthday. Yeah. So think about how you commented how you were when you were 18. What happens when you're in another 18 years, <clears throat> when you look back and you think of yourself at 33? Who knows? I, I, I think I'm 
I think I'm a very different, like, I could never imagine myself being here when I was 18. Or, yeah, just having this life, I guess. Also, like, just every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. It's very different than I could imagine. So um, maybe it's the same. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm still married to my husband. I hope so. <laughs> and and newlyweds, right? Just this past yes, year. Yes, well, now it's like two years ago, actually. <laughs> oh, now, okay, so okay. I don't know how long the newlyweds. I heard it was the first year. Yeah, but it's our plan is to be married mm-hmm. <laughs> for well, a long time. We're celebrating 24 <laughs> this year. so Oh, it's know. wonderful to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So still newlyweds in a lot of ways. So That's good. Yeah, no, yeah. so I plan to still be very happy. And I'm hoping that I'm yeah. still uh, getting to do what I love, which mm-hmm. is hopefully playing and performing still mm-hmm. and having nice people around me that that I love and they love me and just Mm -hmm. having, hopefully just having a good time. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I I wish you good health. Thank you. uh, And likewise, thank you very much and uh, happy practicing. (laughs) I hope hope we all wake up and find the motivation (laughs) every day to, to to do that. But uh, this has been a real treat. Thank you so much for sharing. No, thank you for having me. And uh, so I will end things there, but just let me say, I I still get starstruck <laughs> talking to, be. to it's people. Like... <laughs> but but you don't understand uh, my perspective is I I really appreciate what you're contributing to and it's this is not my thing. The, the international soloist is not my thing. I've got what I do and I try to do what I do very well. And so when I get a chance to talk to to people like you it's just, it's a real treat because it's a world that I'm not a part of. And Thank you. It's, it's a real treat for me as well. And for us as well, just to try to just, well, talk about things that that I've experienced and that I'm thinking mm-hmm. and hear what other people think. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, we're all part of the same yeah. world. It's just, yeah, it's just a different job, but at the same time, it's the same right. kind of, yeah. Right. And I didn't ask you about gear. That's one thing I, I like wonderful. about this podcast is if they want to know what, if people want to know what size mouthpiece you play or what yeah. trumpet, they can go to your website and figure that out, right? I'm sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 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 but yeah, no, it's nice. I, yeah. And I'm not one of those, I don't know that much. I remember being yeah, to ITG <laughs> once and then I felt really bad because people ask me stuff and, and I have no idea. Uh, so, but I'm trying now to be a little bit more aware of what's mm. going on with the gadgets and with the different. But I'm also very much of a play the same mouthpiece I've done for ages. I need to find a new one maybe soon because it's <laughs> looks like my husband says it looks like the surface of the moon or something. Like that. So it's, it probably needs right. Yeah, right. but it's uh, yeah no. But it's of course if someone asks, then I'm happy to say what I play on. But it's. Yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day as no, long as it's good equipment that works right. for you. There you that's go. The most important thing. There you go. Yeah. So, thank you again. You I know. hope the rest of your summer goes well and the concerts happen when they're supposed to happen. I hope and, so too, uh, and I hope that things are going better soon over there. Yes, please. In every way, and just really, just yeah, I'm yeah. sure it will. Of course I hope it so. will. Of yeah. course it will. But hopefully so. soon. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say uh, goodbye or so long in Norwegian? The, the easiest way is just to say halde. 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 So it's the, the halde. halde. Yeah. That's a very okay. casual way of saying bye-bye. Okay. 
Okay. I'll practice that. But yeah, for, but for that. now, I'll just say thank you and, and goodbye. You. So appreciate yeah. it. Oh, oh one more thing. Yeah. Uh, to your colleagues uh, in yes. the Brass Ensemble, please express my thanks for all their musicianship and and I will do. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, thank you. I'm sure they will appreciate that. I'll all tell right. them. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Tune in next week for another great interview. And one last reminder that you can help support this podcast by becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash studio HFL. Your support would be most appreciated. And another special thanks to Messina Covers, the Eastman Music Company, and Pickett Blackburn for their support of this podcast. Thanks again. Now, go practice. <laughs>